Hello and welcome to the Mindful Commerce Podcast, a place where we talk to e-commerce brands, service providers and developers who care about protecting our planet. I'm Chrissy, And I'm Rich and we're your hosts. The podcast is an extension of the Mindful Commerce community. The Mindful Commerce community is a safe place for e-commerce brands and experts to connect, collaborate and explore opportunities to work together to unleash the power of e-commerce as a force for good. You can join by going to mindfulcommerce.io and clicking community. See you there. Welcome to another episode of the expert training series um, where we bring expert training episodes from the community to the Mindful Commerce podcast. If you enjoy this, you will definitely enjoy being part of the community. So please do join the community and I hope to see you there. Enjoy. Thank you for joining us today for our live training. Up next, we have Anne from Design Pack. She's actually a longtime supporter of Mindful Commerce and we're so delighted to share a platform with any beloved member of our community. In fact, you may recognize her with her work with Shop Critique, but today she'll be representing Design Packs, as I mentioned, who want to help you personalize your Shopify store. They'll enable you to accessorize and extend your existing theme with new sections and pages, easy customization without access, excessive complication. Like, doesn't that sound amazing for everyone? Uh, so yes, we're so excited for our community to have the opportunity to hear from her as she discusses the topic of must-haves for your e-commerce uh, homepage. And really, you're all in for a treat. So uh, yes, Anne, how are you? We're so happy to have you. Oh, thank you for that intro. Um, I'm so <laughs> happy to be here. I, I think this community is absolutely wonderful. Uh, the Slack group is, there's always great conversations happening. So yeah, I'm, I'm super excited today to just talk, chat about um, must-haves for your homepage. So let's Without further ado, let's let's launch right in. Um, so I think one of the things with Shopify, which is great, is that they make setting up your homepage really, really easy, which is fantastic. So, you know, a lot of merchants, they have this great product that they want to sell, uh, maybe drop shipping, what have you. But, you know, you hop into the interface and you're looking at your theme editor and there's all these sections that you have available, you've got your navigation, but sometimes it's hard to figure out, they make it so easy, but what do you actually want to have on that homepage? You know, uh, when I was working and still working with Shop Critique doing audits, we see a lot of pages that have the exact same layout, but they're often missing these key, key pieces. So I would say one of the main things uh, for your homepage, and this is actually for all the pages, is having clear navigation. So a lot of times what people will do is they might have a home tab, which I think you can actually get rid of. You don't even need that entirely. Um, they might have a shop button and then they start going to about and blog and all these extra things. My personal opinion and from what a lot of studies have shown is it's actually better to focus on your products up in that top navigation and move extra information about um, yourself, shipping, all that kind of stuff into the footer. So definitely, if you haven't taken a look at your uh, navigation, really, you know, take a critical eye and, and go over that. Um, and then the what, I, what you want to think about is when people come to your site, what are they going to be looking for? So identify, I like to identify the sort of three types of customers that you're most likely to get. So those are going to be people that are looking for best sellers. So do you have anything on your homepage that speaks to what is best selling? Like what do, you know, is the, the fan favorite amongst all customers so that people know, hey, this is like, 
the cool popular thing. So those are the people that are gonna be looking for those bestsellers. They know they have tons of reviews, tons of testimonials, tried and true. Then there are gonna be people who are looking for the latest and the greatest, ooh, like what was just released. I know I do this. Um, I'm a big fan of Ikea. <laughs> so anytime I go to the Ikea site, I'm like, oh, what just got released? I wanna see, um, you know, I wanna have something that no one else has perhaps. So that's the second type of customer that you're often gonna have. And then there's the third type, which I'm also guilty of this, and that's those that are looking for a deal. So that's people that are gonna want, you know, sale, any type of buy one, get one free, any type of, you know, oh, I, I bought something, you can bundle it to them together. So those are the three types of people that you're most often going to get to your site. So when you're looking at your homepage, think, okay, do I have something on the page for each of those three categories? Um, so just make sure that you're taking a look at that. So again, those are people that are looking for bestsellers, those that are looking for the latest and greatest, and those that are looking for a deal. So the other thing that I always recommend having on your homepage uh, is what makes you different? So what stands out? If you've looked into uh, conversion rate optimization at all, oftentimes this is referred to as UVP or unique value proposition. So you want something that says, okay, you know, if, if someone is looking for a gift for someone and you are selling candles, what is it about your specific candles that separate you from everyone else? Is it that they are completely eco-friendly, that you have recyclable packaging, that you have the best possible customer service ever? There has to be something that sets you apart um, because otherwise they might just go to their local store. They might buy it on Amazon, hopefully not. But you know, they need some sort of reason that they're gonna buy from you as opposed to someone else. So make sure that that unique value proposition is very evident. My personal favorite way of really making this digestible is instead of putting it in a large paragraph of text, instead use icons and a small bit of text um, sort of, you'll see this, it's pretty, um, not standard, I would say, but it's, it's quite common on a lot of sites. And there's a reason for that is because it works. So it's, if it's something that is easy, easily scannable for people to see, and again, has that visual aspect to tie in with the text, uh, it can really make a big difference. Um, so yeah, your unique value proposition, make sure you have that. And then the other thing that I would say is always important to have, um, and I see this far too often on people's sites, is where someone says, oh, Shopify makes it really awesome, have this big banner, you know, slideshow, I've got these big, beautiful images, great. And they just put a big, beautiful image, and there's no text, there's no call to action button, there's nothing saying to the person, hey, you've come to this site, here, shop this collection, this is what we have, this is in store. It just shows a picture of the product. And because you're so close to your product, you think, oh, they'll understand. They'll see this beautiful image. They'll click on it. No, that's not the way it works. You have to really describe to people what it is and say, okay, here's the next step. You're going to go to this page. You're going to do this. So call to action buttons are really, really important. And that's one of the things that I often see as well. And kind of a reason um, why we did a lot of the design packs that we did is a lot of people use, um, they'll go into Canva and they'll just create like a really beautiful image where the text is actually embedded in the image or the button is embedded in the image, which often looks really great. However, it's really terrible for SEO because Google is not gonna pick up on any of the text that's in that image. 
And it's also, unless you have the ability to have a different image on mobile, it's going to shrink down and all that beautiful text can look really, really, really tiny on mobile. So definitely something to, to think about. Don't automatically go to Canva and just like create something, pop it in the, the theme. It's not going to look good across all devices. Um, and again, you're not getting that like sweet SEO juice. So yeah. Um, the, the other one that I would say is definitely a must have is, and this is something that I know is really hard for people when they're first starting out, if they have a brand new product and, is, and that is testimonials and reviews. So what I like to say to people is if you don't have a huge amount of reviews, so if you don't have thousands and thousands and thousands of, you know, and you can have them from anywhere, Facebook reviews or Google reviews, wherever, or on the actual products, um, what I recommend doing is going out and A, you should be talking to your customers all the time. That's very, very key. Any type of feedback is good or bad. You want to be getting all that feedback. So if you interview them, you can, um, you know, any type you can get uh, quotes or anything like that. If you don't have enough for reviews on individual products that you're going to feature on the homepage, instead get those testimonials. So testimonials, you can have, if they are okay with their image, have like a little image of the person or a link back to, uh, you know, their name, something like that, that, because the key thing with testimonials or reviews is it's that social proof, AKA people want to know that if they buy something from your store, Oh, someone received it. It's a real live thing because it's a website and it's hard to trust that sometimes. So you want to let people know, Hey, this, this exists and you'll, you'll get it in the mail. Um, so testimonials are, are really, really important. Um, I would say they're definitely a must have for your homepage and they're also a must have for your product page uh, as well. So um, let's see what else we've got here. Ah, this is a small one, but oftentimes it's not really a must have, but I would recommend it is you'll sometimes themes give you the option of having your social media icons in the header. Um, I'd recommend always having those just in the footer instead, because you want to keep people on your actual site, because that's where they're going to be, going to be purchasing something. So they can always link to, you know, see more social proof in the footer, but you don't want to have it right there in the header, because that's going to take them away from the shopping site. Um, have clear branding and cohesion on your homepage. So make sure that you're not using, you know, uh, 50 different fonts, because that's actually going to slow down the performance of your site as well. Uh, make sure that you have, you know, a color scheme that works all together across the entire site, uh, entire page. Um, also, it, if you have a, like sort of a specific quirky brand, lean into that, you know, you want your site to actually stand out and look different than a lot of the other sort of Shopify themes. It can, I can tell really easily like, oh, that's prestige. Oh, that's turbo. Sometimes, you know, they can look very similar. So really take the time to look into those different homepage sections and see what they can do, play around with them, spend some time with them. Um, and on that note, a way that you can use those sections on your homepage is by telling that customer about yourself. So you have your unique value proposition, which can be about yourself, but really should be about the product, the company. But there's also, I would say there's space to have whether it's like, you know, a larger paragraph or something just a little bit smaller is about you yourself as the business owner. So again, if you are a smaller business, even if you're a bit of a larger business, having some sort of personal touch, a photograph, a picture of the store, 
something along those lines can really, really make a big difference. So use that to your benefit. Again, it's creating that, that one-to-one relationship that they're not going to get from a big box retailer from Amazon. So knowing that they're supporting a small business, that's something that they're really, you know, someone is really passionate about that can make or break whether someone's going to actually sort of go to checkout. So having an about section, I really recommend. Um, Oh, this is actually probably one of the most, most important must haves. And that is that it looks good on mobile. So if you have checked your Google analytics, I would bet that, I mean, depending on the type of store you're, but the majority are probably coming from mobile. Um, It used to be, everyone was like, oh, nobody shops on mobile. That's not the case anymore, as we know. So oftentimes because you're setting things up on Shopify in the theme editor, it can be very tempting to just look at it in the theme editor or sometimes what people do will only look at it in the sort of responsive view that you get in the theme editor and say, right, it looks totally fine. But unless you're looking at it on an actual device, you might be missing all sorts of weird quirks because not everyone has the latest version of the iPhone. They might be running something a little bit older. And so, you know, that really cool parallax effect that looks incredible on mobile might not look so good on mobile. So on certain devices, so always make sure. Uh, I don't even necessarily take this, uh, this advice, but I should. I recommend that people look at their own sites at least once a week on mobile, just to check, just to make sure that things are looking good, that it's very easy to read. You know, your, your fonts aren't too small. Everything is looking good. Um, yeah. So the other thing is to keep in mind um, on, in terms of must-haves, what size, like, what are you actually selling? So if you have a large inventory, you're going to want to do slightly different things than if you have a small inventory. If you have a large inventory of products, you're definitely going to want to have some form of search bar on the homepage so that people can look for, you know, find what they're looking for right away. Um, If you have a small inventory, then, you know, you can put that, if you only have one or two products, have that one, you know, your main, again, bestseller, have it as a featured product directly on the homepage so that people know right away. They could even treat it as sort of a one-page site where they scroll down and they get a full overview of exactly what you're about and don't even have to go into an inner page. So there are specific types of advice for depending on the size of your shop. But overall, if you have a large inventory, make sure you have search. And if you have small, make sure that you are focusing on those features of that one or two single products that you have. The one last thing that I would say is don't be afraid of writing too much. (laughs) A lot of people, and this I actually got from an SEO pal of mine, um, which is some people are like, oh, you know, it's too much text. It's it's too busy. There's there's too much going on. And while you don't, you want to make sure that you're breaking it up with, you know, bullet points, definitely. However, I would say you also want to make sure that text is great for being findable. If someone, if you don't have that specific keyword on your site, it's going to make it a little bit harder to find you online. So don't be afraid of really going into detail uh, about, you know, what you're, you're all about. Yeah. That's great. Oh, these were, they seem like things that would be so um, like, obvious but when you phrase it that way and you explain the reason it's just like oh my gosh why are all websites like this 
But I completely understand the frustration of going to a website and not understanding like, why am I even here? Or how can I find your products? Like, why is it easier for me to <laughs> support you as a brand? Yeah. But no, that's so great. Um, so we actually have a few questions from you after all of that really great information. Um, the first one being, how many themes does design packs have and what do they look like? Oh, sure. So um, the cool thing about uh, design packs is that it, it's not actually uh, a theme per se. It's actually, you can add it on. So for instance, we have the new online store. Um, so usually if you had a new, an about page, for example, um, you could only have what the theme gave you and that's it. So now what we actually have is uh, different JSON templates that you can add to your theme and uh, you can add our additional sections to any page. So uh, if, you're, if your theme has been updated for online store 2.0, it works really well. Otherwise it's also, it works completely on the home page. So we've got, um, we've, we, you can have your own custom CSS on desktop and mobile, we've got parallax that works really well. Everything is super performant um, and also really good for um, SEO. So we've, we've tried quite a bit. So there's, at the moment, I think we have 30 or more we release about five different ones a month. That's so cool. I love how you can like combine your SEO expertise with your design expertise and your skills there. It's great. Um, so I'm just looking in the comments. Uh, how do you advise incentivizing customers to get on the phone for an interview? So if you want to get testimonials and case studies and stuff like that. Yeah, I would say if you are bootstrapping and you don't have a budget for it, use family and friends. Hopefully you have at least, you know, one or two family or friends that could help you out. And if you don't, then I really recommend getting involved in um, groups like the one we are in right now. Um, and also uh, other sort of like small business entrepreneurship things where if you can give them some feedback, maybe they'll give you some feedback in return. So it's kind of that like ask and give type scenario I find works very, very well. Good idea. Definitely a good idea to ask people in the community um, to give you some reviews and feedback. Thank you. That's definitely so true. Um, and that social proof, like you said, is just absolutely magic when you can trust the brand. And it's not just the brand saying, oh, our products are amazing. It's real happy customers. Yeah. Um, but great. Okay, another question that we have was, okay, so it seemed like there was a little bit over uh, 10 must-haves that you um, shared with us. And it's kind of a two-in-one question. One, how would you go about advising an e-commerce brand to figure out which order to put all these must-haves? Mm. Also, similarly, especially since you were saying don't be afraid of text, how long should a homepage be? Is there like a word count that you would uh, recommend or a length of the page, something like that? So I would say as a general rule, um, you're never going to go wrong <laughs> with a sort of um, having, I mean, the, the, the typical layout, I would say, and again, it depends on your brand. Every brand is totally different and you want to be make sure, making sure that you're telling your brand story. So there's never sort of a hard and fast rule that works for everyone. However, that being said, a really nice layout that I find works quite well, and you'll see this on big e-commerce brands, um, is having some type of like a hook type image uh, right away. As soon as you land on the page, you want to keep people there. And immediately after that hook image that also should have text um, and a call to action button, 
right after that, you want to make sure that you have something describing your brand and what makes you different. So either those unique value propositions, you know, a little bit about your company, something that really tells someone that is on the site why you are fantastic. And then in terms of the the length, um, you in, in the way that themes are built is that they're usually quite performant. Same thing with design packs. So we're using things like lazy loading. So you don't have to worry about jamming too much on the page because that's actually going to get loaded later on. And so it's not going to sort of hit your user right away. That being said, keep in mind that most people aren't going to scroll necessarily all the way down your homepage. So something that's maybe less important, you could put at the bottom. I always recommend, again, those, those social, like an Instagram feed or something like that. Put that at the bottom, mainly because you want to keep people on your site and not take them to Instagram. It's always nice kind of showing that. But I would say the most important things you want to keep on the sort of higher end of your page, the top end of the page, are always going to be things like your unique value proposition, those testimonials, um, and then again, like that, that nice sort of like lifestyle image, something that says like, okay, it's a wow factor. Perfect. Um, have you got any examples of some really good, you know, a brand who's literally following your exact format that we can look at and replicate, you know, kind of take some inspiration? Oh my gosh. I don't off the top of my head. However, I would say that any, any of the, like the really top notch brands, um, you know, and they don't even have to be on Shopify necessarily. I think looking at, you know, the classic is always Allbirds, but there's a reason that people always reference Allbirds is because they've done such a good job of it. <laughs> um, but again, I think looking at your competitor sites is actually also a great idea. So, and I, what I mean by competitors is don't look at people who are, sorry, don't look at your direct competitors, look at your aspirational competitors. So look at people who are selling, you know, Alberts is, is running shoes, for example. If you're starting out, your site is not necessarily going to look like Alberts. However, you're going to look for people who are at a level that you want to get to and see what they're doing with their brands, with the way they've laid things out, and then put your own unique spin on that. And that, you know, works quite well. There's a reason that, you know, fast fashion knocks off designers because they know what looks incredible. And so they take that and make, they make it a bit more palatable. So if you can kind of say, okay, you know, I mean, fast fashion is horrible. However, there's a lot that can be learned if you look at those um, people who have a high team, like a whole team that's working on it. Totally. And there's always um, Patagonia, who <laughs> that's another brand that always crops up in our conversations because obviously they're just doing it so well. So there's no harm yeah. in talking about them. Yeah. A lot of the outdoor ones are uh, Eddie Bauer also does a really good job of it. I find um, they have this, they have a lot of sort of, boxes <laughs> yes very very true and yeah why not say yourself I liked how you mentioned the aspirational competitor that's really great because we're all about improvement here hopefully one day they will be your actual direct competitors if you follow these must-haves <laughs> for your homepage. but um okay I think there's one last question for me um and that's basically you mentioned that there's those three types of um uh, users to um, target, whether it's the ones who like the, the the deals or the ones who like the things that are new, et cetera, et cetera. And I was wondering if 
you said um, you mentioned a few kind of statistics throughout um, your your explanations of the other must-haves, but do you know if there are any statistics that show if uh, homepages that uh, leverage the the new deals are more successful, or they if they leverage their bestsellers better, or is it more something that a brand has to understand more about their user base? Mm. Yeah, I would say that that's it. Really helps if you're doing, you know, really focusing on those areas to look at your data. And so if you're looking at your Google Analytics, you can see how many returning visitors you have versus new. And you can also line it up if you're running an ad campaign, for example, for a segment that you haven't necessarily targeted before, you know that maybe those people aren't going to be people that have been to the site before. So then you can say, okay, these are going to be new visitors versus people that are returning back and sort of tailor it in that way. Um, I actually had one more, but before I ask, uh, Chrissy, do you have uh, another one to ask? No, I don't think I do. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> That's exactly the moment I had like a second ago. I was like, oh, wait, I do have one more. <laughs> um, so you mentioned about checking mobile like every week. Um, is it important to also check like the different sizes? So you've got the big desktop and then a laptop and then an iPad <laughs> and then a mobile. So you'd be like, just checking each one yeah. and um, there's even so many different mobile shapes like even from like ios android or even all the different sizes yeah. of every phone so you might want to get your friends together and bring all your different devices <laughs> and just be like test my site um yeah yeah i i agree it's it's honestly one of the the trickiest things is having that like device lab that we call it um this is again where looking at your data can actually be quite helpful as well because you can see how many visitors you're getting from different um, devices. So that can also inform how much you're testing because you know if you only get one or two people that are using tablets a month, then is it such a big deal? I would argue maybe not. Whereas if you find that there are quite a few people that are coming to your site from tablet, then hey, yeah, you, you should definitely look and work exceptionally well on that device. Um, the other nice thing is that if you're talking to family and friends and saying, hey, do you mind looking at my site on you know, your, your phone or your tablet or, or what have you, is that that question about feedback is at the same time as you're asking them to say, hey, does everything look okay on the homepage or the product page or what have you, you can also ask them, oh, what do you what do you think about this you know <laughs> so it's like a little little user testing on the sly as well be like can I have a review as well <laughs> yes exactly yes great awesome thank you so much Aisha did you have any other questions yes yeah, so I just kind of had like a wrap-up indirect question um so now that we've uh determined all the must-haves and you kind of touched upon them throughout your your points for example, uh, don't have this big image without text or a call to action, or um, make sure to not have your socials uh, at the top, but instead put them in the nav bar. I was wondering if you had a couple of more, like maybe quick changes that maybe people are accidentally falling into currently on their homepage that they can quickly adjust or remove uh, to uh, improve their homepage even more. Um, ooh, yeah. So oftentimes with call to action buttons, uh, people have, a, it's really boring. It'll be like, learn more or more details or something. So if you make it sort of more of a verb, that helps a lot. Um, so, you know, um, uh, shop now or view collection, like something more of an action that can help to get people to, to click from what I've seen. Um, 
Another one, this is not a quick one, unfortunately, but is investing in really good photography for those sort of wow images it can make a huge, huge difference. Um, do, 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 do. Oh, if you have home in your, um, in your navigation, uh, unless your demographic is, you know, you know for sure that they would not be able to navigate your site without it, uh, then you can leave it in, but otherwise get rid of it. Um, make sure that your cart uh, shows the amount of items that are in the, the cart count. Uh, that's also a really important one. Um, Amazing. So good. <laughs> Come in. She just was, was ready, like rapid fire. Yeah. That was incredible. <laughs> the photography one is definitely so important and it can show detail and you know even if there's the tiniest thing that you might not have seen if the photo was horrendous and that's the thing that makes them choose that product it's so important if it's blurry it's just just not gonna work yeah yeah because it doesn't seem legit (laughs) and even it's the smallest thing but sometimes you'll go on a website and um the photos are good but they look like clearly uh sourced from various um mm. sources or they're uh taken they look like they're different styles so it 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 retracts from that cohesion of the website and so when everything feels even in the photography consistent it 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 really boasts bolsters the general cohesion of the the website especially since a lot of people are visual um and especially when you're in e-commerce so people like to look at products and like to look at things so um, that helps them stay on the website. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Great. Okay. Um, any last words, Anne? Des- despite everything, all the amazing videos you've already shared with us. <laughs> um, I guess uh, the the last one we to to definitely you know look at your theme and look what it can do with with those homepage sections and and make sure that you're making use of them, right? Because uh, a lot of people, they just install a theme and they just have the default layout that the theme gives them. So make sure that you're actually dragging and dropping and rearranging things on your site to make sure that it is custom for you and your customers. Amazing, perfect. Thank you so much, Anne. And thank you to anyone who has uh, tuned in live or is watching this in playback. Uh, we love having experts come in Uh, and sharing their knowledge with us. And we're looking forward to many, many more. But once again, thank you, Anne, for spending some time with us at Mindful Commerce. And we hope we see everyone again in about two weeks for the next one. Thank you. Thank you. It's amazing. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed the episode today. If you did, you'll probably like being in our community. There's a whole host of exciting things going on. So don't forget to join by going to mindfulcommerce.io. Click on community and register from there. If you like this episode, please share, leave a review and remember to subscribe.